last week by Jobin in Romans chapter 6. This is something that we need to keep running to. The foundations of the gospel are going to make it or break it for us. And uh, this is something that we will always want to carry on. We saw that God at the cross disarmed everything, which means <clears throat> I am dead to sin and, and alive in Christ. Now, how do we kind of bridge that gap, right? If God has done everything for us, then the logical question should be, what should I do? What's my part to play in this, right? And this is something that we are going to uh, kind of explore today. Uh, the answer is a bit simple, in, in fact. You know, whatever God has done for us, I must believe and receive all that has been given to me already by faith. Now, they, these are the things that we are called to do. If you don't do those things, entropy sets in. You know what is entropy in your science class, Janine? Do you remember that? Okay, you have not reached that level yet. Okay, do you remember what entropy is? Chaos. Chaos. State of disorder. Right? It continues. You see, we are not going to get holy or pure just by staying where we are. We have an active part to cooperate. And in fact, we were reminded this morning, in the, in the garden, Adam's choice was made explicitly. There was no breaking there. After the fall, our choices did not change. So here is something beautiful. Your chooser, just like in a thermostat, we don't say you know, the thermostat is broken. Your chooser is not broken. And that's amazing that we want to really embrace. We are called to do what we need to do. God refuses to do what man should be doing. We are not under some zombie control or possession. We have to cooperate, which is why the life of Christ, it's a participation life. Paul echoes this very clearly in 1 Corinthians 15, 10. And he says it like this, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them Yet not I, but the grace of God within me. Now, when the grace of God is allowed to operate, and when it is given free reign by our own choices, then it produces righteous or godly effort. Okay? Now, here is a question that many people are usually confused about. So if I ask this question, it's a very, it's a very crazy one. What's the opposite of grace? People who have been part of our team don't answer that, but... What is the opposite of grace, as far as you think? It's okay, we might not all get that. And, and we have been talking so much about grace every day, right? Every Sunday, cell group, everything. But what is grace? What is the opposite of grace? Lack of grace. Lack of grace. Okay, very smart answer. Ajit is from marketing, definitely known. What is the opposite of grace? The law is the opposite of grace. What else? One more answer I can receive. Ruthless, <laughs> kind, yeah, judgment, judgment, right, opposite of grace is judgment. Okay, this is something very simple, but uh, most of the time when we think about grace, the opposite of it is usually effort, right? We, you know, th th this idea of grace is I have to be passive where I am, just stand there, relax, and I don't have any effort. And somehow we are very confused because we hear some views like this. Grace is never opposed to effort, but grace is opposed to one thing, which is works or merit or earning. 
Grace is never opposed to effort. Sometimes when we hear, oh, by the grace of God, you know, this is all, that, this is all his work, it also means that I have, I'm invited to a life of participation. So I, wanna, I want us to kind of rest that in. Grace is not opposed to effort. It is only opposed to merit or earning, which is why the opposite of grace is actually works. Right? Godly effort is powered by grace within, like intel inside. Your power comes from Romans chapter 6. And that's where we want to really go to. So we must exercise choice and will in this area. So part of this session, that is just a recap. We're going to cover three parts of the session. One is what is our part in the battle. Number two, we're going to talk about the technology behind it, technology shields and enablers. And, and the last part will be um, a kind of brief Q&A and comments you can add on. Uh, plus, uh, Charles will kind of uh, update on the next steps towards this uh, and close in prayer, right? So what's our part in this battle? I'm going to give two, uh, two main things. And Ajit is here because when I think of Ajit, I think of running. I don't know how this guy runs, but this guy runs. And the first choice that we are all called to make is the choice of running, right? And I just want us to remember this one verse, which is double two, double two, double two, double two. Rabbi Chen calls this 2T, two 2T, two you know, whatever doesn't matter. If you just remember this verse, double two, double two, it's 2 Timothy 2.22. Okay, and we're going to read that. Uh, it is my Second uh, Timothy 2.22, Jonathan. Yeah, uh, flee the evil desires of youth. Okay, stop. Flee the evil desires of youth. We are first called to run from, run from anything that has a hint of sexual immorality. Uh, we will talk about the cycle of temptation in the next one, but we will learn that the starting point and trigger is important to consider, right? Uh, so what goes into your system? What do you read? What do you hear? What do you watch as effects on your life? Okay, we're going to talk about that a bit later. But the first thing is you run from evil desire. So you run from that all that is evil. And then what do you do? And pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. You pursue love Faith, uh, uh, righteousness, faith, love, and peace. So one is not only we run from evil desires, we run to something that is way better. Things that build us up. Things that tell us that we need to run to the word. We need to spend time in prayer. And this is your individual part. You need to do your part. We are invited to do that part. All right? Get involved in all these things. There are great online teaching stuff, good, sound, biblical teachers. There are so many resources that, that are available in our generation than it was many years ago, right? Take advantage of pursuing what is required. And then are we called to just run from evil and run only to righteousness? Are we supposed to do that in isolation? What does it continue to say? Along with those who call on the Lord with, out of a pure heart. Exactly. Along with those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. So run from, run to, and run with. And that's one model that we have to pick. We have to make these choices. Which is why we tell, get into a discipling relationship. Which is why our church emphasizes that be part of cell groups. Uh, be part of uh, corporate word and prayer. Right? Study together. You know, uh, I've seen this uh, in, in our church, you know, in the Zoom meeting on Sunday morning worship, it's about 100 people in the logins. In the second meeting, it comes down to maybe about 30 to 35. And you want to touch the prayer meetings, it's usually 20. <laughs> if we don't make those choices, those choices, and, and I'm not being judgmental, I know that there are days when we have, we have I'm not talking about one-offs, I'm just talking about what are the choices that I make? 
and you know when we make those choices there are some things that are going to happen in our lives directly or indirectly so that's the first choice the choice of running double two double two second timothy 222 which is run from run to and run with run alongside ajit you agree right when you run along with people there's more motivation isn't it you run more miles isn't it right i, I mean I've, I've seen that now let's go to uh, the next one james chapter 1 verses 14 to 15 and I want to talk about the cycle of temptation. The cycle of temptation. Go back. Yeah. Now, this is very important because the signals are catching up. All right. Now, th this is very important. I, I want to talk about this. Eliminate triggers and getting drastic. Okay. We have been talking about sexual purity and I know that we have been talking about pornography. But you see, God has invited us to a life of purity. It doesn't start when we act on the stuff here. It starts here. We got to go ahead. You see, sexual purity has everything to do with not in the act, but way before the act, right in our thought life. And we want to talk about some of these triggers, right? What are these triggers? If we don't have advanced warning systems that tell us that's an area that I could go into and it will be a slippery slope, I do want to avoid that. But the problem is if I'm not aware of those triggers, then I do not know what are my advanced warning systems. Okay, now I'm going to leave this open a little bit. What are the triggers? I'm just asking you, what are triggers that are harmless on the outside, but internally you get hooked into it in some form and then it leads into a more, you know, downward path, right? Where we get into acting out stuff. Okay, by the way, this is kind of a framework for addiction. Uh, if, if, if you really look at it, and uh, what, what, let's talk about that. What are the kind of triggers? Ajit, I'm picking you because you're a marketing guy. Uh, okay, why me? That's very good, why me? <laughs> That's a trigger. <laughs> what are the things that are harmless on the outside? Anything that comes to your mind? Okay, the... What are the basic things that do not look evil? Now, none of us will watch pornography on the outside, but sometimes we begin somewhere. Where do we begin? What are those inroads which kind of trigger something for us to pursue that? Entertainment. What are the types of entertainment? What are the... Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Good. TV. Yes, what else? What else? John Paul? Music videos, raunchy music videos. Instagram. Instagram, yes. What else? Books we read, even the books we read. I remember when George Chen came from the US uh, many years back, he subscribed to Times of India. I, I remember the story from a long time back. And he went to like page three and like, what the, this is like too much. And, you, and then he changed over. I, I'm not too sure what you do now. Is it online? <laughs> it's Hindu. You know, that's more cleaner. You see, it's not that, you know, you see what, as, what he needed to do. He needed to know that if there is entry in the home, then he and his children have access to this. You know, he might not be troubled with that, but, you know, for himself. But you don't want to play with that. You see, however strong or however weak we are, we need to know that's not an area to play with. There are enough triggers. Some of the TV stuff that we talked about, right? I mean... I remember that I was very distracted by humor uh, and friends was something that was very, uh, you know, something that led me to uh, severe sin. Um, and it was just plain comedy. 
right? I mean, who doesn't want comedy? I mean, this life is hard, so I need a break, and these guys are all hanging around. But later, when I knew this stuff, you know, I knew what it was leading me to. It was saying that it's okay to sleep around. It's okay to have friends and, you know, and try marriage out before in one sense. Will it work out? All of those are affecting our minds very indirectly. The moment we cut off these triggers, I'm just telling you, and we start on a journey, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm telling you, right now, uh, there was one time that I was exposed to friends, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe it was a year back again, and I couldn't watch it. I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. And you, and you are so surprised how that has happened. That's because it is God's work. Because you have been cooperating, and now it is, it is, it is, rep it is repulsive. Uh, there was another movie that I was watching and I just heard one expletive and I was like, this is repulsive. But I have watched enough movies in the past and, that's, and I, I have seen the drastic difference only because one gets to renew their minds with the word of God. And I, I want to pick on these triggers and I want us to consider. You want to start here. You want to attack everything here. Not here. It's too late. This, even the second stage, so this is James 1. Uh, just go ahead and read that. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire. Own evil desire. That's stage one. And this is where you got to stop the cycle. Okay? Then? Uh, and he's dragged away and enticed, which is stage two. Yeah. Okay? Then? Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. Stage, stage three. Then? And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Gives birth to death, which is stage four and stage five in this. I'll share this out uh, with us later uh, for us to go through. But... This is just a high-level view, and uh, in, this, in, in this aspect, we want to look at this. You want to touch stuff there. Number two, so we saw the choice of running. The second choice that we need to make is the choice of renewing. Okay? This is very important for us. So I want to go up, us to go to the next one and stop there. What do you see? Jonathan, what do you see? Grassland. Okay, great. Murali, what do you see? There is a kind of a mud road, okay? What do we call that? Path. path or a pathway, right? How did that pathway come? Kept on walking. Do you see two pathways or one pathway? Two. What is happening to one of the pathways versus the other? Something is covering up. Why is that something covering up? Because? Exactly, less walking or nobody's, it's, it's covering up. And this is the part that we stop. And, this is st and the more that we tread on a path, this is the path that we go. Why am I bringing that? You know, I covered this in our camp workshop last year. And this is the idea of the brain. Brain has excellent neuroplasticity, as you call it. Um, it's simply that we are, there's a lot of neural pathways in our brain. The only way to change some of those neural pathways are to repeat repeatedly do something so if there is a default way of thinking you know when I when I when I come across a circumstance there is a default way of thinking we can change this pathway because this is all that not sin this is all that we want to run to right but when we try to say no this is not the right path and I need to go this path this path is more harder actually who wants to get up in the morning and jog who wants to get up and go to the gym I mean of course not in the first few days but after some time, it becomes a habit. A habit is formed. You imagine this today, 
science is telling us neuroplasticity and you can change habits. And in fact, today I was reading from uh, Heart Hacker. You can train your brain to be more positive. In two minutes span of time done for 21 days in a row, you can actually rewire your brain. Write three new things of what you're grateful for 21 days straight. At the end of that, your brain starts to retain a pattern of scanning the world for the positive and not the negative. This is, science has said this, Paul had immense wisdom given by God for him to do that in Romans 12 too. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's just simply brilliant when we engage with God's word. And so what we want to do is we want to expose our brain to God's word. And that path will change a default thinking that is there. I remember many years back when I got one of my uh, rating uh, after your appraisal, my default thinking was why? Many years later, I kind of came to that same rating and it was, it was different because that time I said, God, you're sovereign. I've done my very best, but whatever you give, you're good. But you see, 10 years back, that was not it. I was very disappointed. I was saying this system is yuck and this is unfair. You know, the competitive market world in the B-schools. I mean, you got everything. Why does that change? It changes only because it's a new pathway. The old pathway is no longer remembered. That is why when some of us have circumstances, some of us respond differently. Some of us respond saying, why is he not thinking like that? Why are you thinking like that? It's because some people have invested heavily in the word of God and continuing to invest so that their default thinking has changed. So the step number one in the choice of renewing is I need to identify triggers and eliminate them. So we spoke about triggers. Now you have identified it. But now we've got to start eliminating it, right? So one of the ways is what, what I spoke about is the, if you go to the next one, I want to talk about this is our mind. You want to introduce a trigger, you have to change the trigger, right? I mean, if there is a negative trigger, I've got to replace it by a positive trigger. And our mind works like this. You keep doing this to hit the target. You will always have a new neural pathway. When you feel worthless, when you feel that you are no good, when you feel that all the world is ahead of you and you feel negative about yourself, that's the default thinking. Sin, sin has bought that nature. But now based on Romans 6, all that you need to do is do an, do an alternate trigger for the next 30 days. Every night if you do, whenever those thoughts come, I am worth it in Christ. I am awesome in Christ. I am loved. I mean, no matter what people think of me, whether my performance is great or not, I am loved. And when we are, when you keep repeatedly doing that, we introduce a new trigger. Soon, when somebody says, I've got a freckle here, or somebody says, you know, you're, you're a bit dark, you know, it doesn't bother. But all the time we're thinking about what people think about us. See, Romans 6 is telling we have a new identity. The old way, the world system is telling us, oh, you're stuck with porn, right? You'll never change because this is who you are. This is who you are, man. Get, get on with it. But that's not, that's, so everyone who struggles with some form of addiction have an identity issue, simply speaking. Number two, what we want to do is we want to introduce uh, a new trigger through exposure, right? Which is what we just spoke about. And the foundation is always get maximum exposure to the word of God. Take every opportunity to redeem what is given to us. You know, uh, whether at homes and offices, your 
your workouts, you know, whatever. Just go there. Remind your soul of the truths of who you are and whom, whom, and, 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 and whom you belong to. Remember what we are. We are actually what we eat. We are what we eat. What we digest in, and we keep exposing our minds to junk, which has hints of sexual immorality even, we tend to gravitate towards that. And we don't want to play around that. So whatever you expose your mind to has an impact on your behavior. So we remember the old one, Gigo. Garbage in, garbage out. Alternated good stuff in, good stuff out. Which is what Jesus was telling us, right? Out of the heart, you have a lot of issues. It's, it's an issue within. You know, take every drastic step that you need to take. I remember, I'm, go I'm going to close with this and just hand it over to Joey to talk about what are some of these things. There is a story that I know of a man who had a problem of lust. And this guy was so caught up with Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, you know, I think 27 onwards talks about take drastic steps. You know, if you really look at the passage, cut off your hand if that causes you to sin. You know, uh, by the way, that's what we call, I was ex explaining to Johan the other day, it's called a hyperbole. A hyperbole is an extreme step. This guy took that passage and said, I don't want to enter into hell it's better, and he picked up all the negativity of that passage, castrated himself. Okay? Now we want to ask the question Has his heart of lust changed because he has done that? No. Heart of lust is only overcome and only changed by God as you embrace the new identity. Okay? So sometimes we need to know what we are doing, and, uh, we and I am sure that we will find much experience in this. So now, what we want to talk about is, uh, by the way, all of this stuff is very high level. Uh, you, you can go deeper into it later, maybe one-on-ones with us. Uh, Joey is going to talk about technology and what are the things that can enable, enable for parents as well as individuals. Hello, everyone. I hope I don't bore you with a, uh, a lecture on technology. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, I'm going to look at this at a very high level. Uh, tell you a few basics of what uh, we can do practically, okay, in terms of securing anything that is electronic and software-wise personal to us, okay? And um, I just wanted to start with this. First of all, uh, how many of us know what is a GDPR? GDPR. All the technology guys. Yeah, but what, 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 what with uh, data? Okay. It's General Data Privacy Regulation. Okay. It's issued by EU, uh, the commission, uh, as a law, as a regulation, so that companies don't share your data. Okay. Or use it for any kind of malpractice. Right. It's data privacy to the fullest. Right. We have a similar thing in India. What is it called? Any ideas? Hmm? Any guesses? No? I myself don't know the full, uh, you know, um, the term as such, but it's called Indian Personal Data Protection Bill, passed in 2019. Okay? Why I'm saying this is for every app you use, for every website you go, there is data being collected. Okay? Whether if it is yours or your children's or no, no matter what. Now, we all have a general thinking that there is a whole bunch of 
softwares out there helping it. There are security settings that, you know, is, is kind of blocking it, you know, keeping it uh, private. Yes, to a certain level. But the actuality is everything is stored in some server or the other across every kind of website or app. Okay. Now, in a broad sense, uh, can you just go to the next slide? In a broad sense, we want to know how to secure our data, right? And as well as stop um, or restrict what we are being exposed to on any app or any software or any website, okay? We were talking, the whole series is about purity, okay? Let's be honest. Everybody over here has stumbled upon some kind of impure data, image, or anything of that sort. Right? What we are trying to do is, we are not trying to erase what's happened. We are trying to be cautious about the triggers that Liju mentioned. Okay? On a broad sense, there are two, two uh, I would say, two, uh, you know, uh, sections of our church that I'm going to address to one to parents and one to individuals grown adult individuals okay so if you look at that there are two sides to it there's uh, app based features there's device security which is kind of common across devices and apps you use okay or websites that you uh, have access to now for a parent Okay. There are app, uh, there are parental control apps that specifically targets, you know, securing your child's data or devices, you know, from accessing any kind of apps, websites, any kind of content uh, of that sorts. On the other side, if you see, there are, there is something called as uh, uh, accountability apps. That's basically for us in our purity journey that we can use okay with our you know accountable partners right so there are feature based apps which we can use which will cover these features i can't see too well let me just thank you georgie georgie or kevin georgie <laughs> okay so we have uh, uh, screen accountability. Can you push over to the other one, the uh, the parental one? Yeah. Okay. Now, um, probably a decade back, we wouldn't have thought many things that you know we can uh, protect our child from in a digital sense. All right. Let's. Uh, we have grown out of like the other day. I think uh, Charlie, we were having that discussion where we cut over to two eras. We transitioned out of an analog era to a digital era, okay? And we saw that journey. Many of our kids don't know what is an, some of the analog devices and things like that. The Macs, they, they would have, uh, you know, probably known as a CD or something of that sort, right? Now, the exposure that we got was out of newspapers, magazines, maybe even, you know, uh, stuff that we saw in front of our eyes, okay, which are impure, right? But now, kids uh, across, uh, whether if they have a device or don't have a device, in the sense 
that any kind of electronic media out there, they have access to it or the media is targeting them in specific. So these, uh, these are some of the features that you get that you can actually filter any kind of apps or content on a browser or an app in your tablet, in your phone, in your computers. All right. Let's cut over to the other side. So this is for us adults where we get similar sort of features where we can block content or, you know, uh, filter content of any sort from our apps and the way we, you know, we kind of use our uh, web browsers and things like that. The only main difference would be is that, you know, for our accountability partners, they would be able to monitor our devices and also get reports. All right. Now, the fact of it is we can equip ourselves with that, but it, it finally comes to a decision that we make on what we want to refrain from, you know, uh, consuming as, you know, uh, electronic media. Let's go to the next uh, slide. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of them that we had reviewed. Okay, it's an over uh, overview of what these apps are. Now, for any kind of details you want rega regarding these apps and, uh, you know, uh, other softwares, uh, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to Liju. You can reach out even to Sujay because he's used some of this. We'll explain to you what exactly the details are. This I'm just going to cover the overview. So if you see the first uh, half till about, uh, uh, yeah, point 0.4, these are basically parental control apps, okay? They come with, you know, all those kind of uh, features where you can block content, block apps, you can filter content. When I say content, that means if your kid searches for anything uh, on Google, okay, and that there are trigger words, you know, you can actually set settings there to kind of give you a warning. It'll push you a, uh, a message on your mobile saying that your kid is trying to access this kind of content. Okay. It can be anything. Even this parental control apps is not just only because we are trying to monitor our kid, but we are also trying to pro protect them from uh, cyber bullies of sorts or any kind of predators. Okay. So we're, we're trying to look at both sides. All right. There will be, uh, you know, many of the kids I've seen, ideally, I would say, you know, late teens would be a better, you know, time when not even late teens, maybe even later where, you know, they can access social media, right? Otherwise I wouldn't, you know, ask any of the kids to have you know, or parents to give any access to social media at all. Uh, the moment they go in, uh, every click of theirs is traced. Every, uh, every kind of, uh, what do you say, searches, any kind of activity, every activity is kind of stored, right? And that goes the same for us, right? But we obviously have the more sound knowledge to actually see what can be you know, uh, what we can refrain from. Kids who don't have that, 
right? So they might go, you know, check out people's profile, uh, you know, pictures, comments, things like that. These are all that kind of activities with the use of AI in most of these uh, companies like Facebook and Instagram, and they are all tied together now. They use a lot of AI. So they retrieve this, you know, uh, pattern of use that you have on your apps to throw you media, to throw the kids media in terms of, you know, it might be a cat's pick, uh, what you say, video or some kind of, you know, songs or whatever. You know, next thing you know, you get start getting suggestions, right? You Google something for a particular thing in shopping for in Amazon or Google or wherever. Next thing you see ads for it. You've seen that for ourselves, right? So we are trying to see how much of this content we can keep away from our kids, which is why. So we have tried Kaspersky uh, kids. Uh, you know, I have tried Net Nanny as well. Uh, they come in, you know, these kind of prices. It all depends on, you know, what you would, what would fit your budget also. They come with many features. Some of them might react differently to different devices that you use because they might connect to a VPN to push a profile to, you know, uh, route a kid's data through a VPN to keep it private. All right. So that kind of slows down their, you know, uh, devices and, you know, even their speed itself. So you can't have kids going through that sometimes when they have classes on Zoom. All right. It might even drain out your batteries and those kind of things. So you'll have to see um, which actually suits you. First the budget and then the features, what actually fits there. Uh, the second lot is from 5th to ninth is basically for, you know, kids and uh, adults, uh, pre I would say teens and, you know, up, uh, where these are all accountability apps. You can join as a group, you can join as an individual, they have different kinds of plans. Uh, they have pretty much the same thing as content blockers as well as, you know, straightforward, you know, porn blocking. Okay. Uh, those are also there. All of them have similar sort of this thing where they will, uh, filtering where they will block out and send you alerts for adult content, weapons, uh, any kind of hate speech uh, sort of content, all that kind of things. So it will definitely cover all that. So uh, I think uh, Sujay uh, has an account where he maintains an ever, ever accountable uh, you know, where he has a set of, you know, slots for individuals who would like to sign up. Those who feel, you know, feel led to, you know, start something like that as a, a journey, have an accountable partner, you know, you have a heavy use of, uh, you know, devices going through whatever social media, you know, I would suggest, you know, just reach out to Sujay so that, you know, he can help uh, at least start the conversation and you know if that's okay right and you can uh, you can ask about the nitty-gritties on how it works uh, there are a lot of reporting functions that these things have so that we can see our patterns this includes even shopaholics okay you have your amazon it is very easy to order i do struggle with that i am not joking so I, it's something that, you know, because I find these n nice little things that you can buy for your home to keep your home clean. 
that is my <laughs> sort of a, uh, you know reason why i probably check on amazon but these are genuine struggles and these are things that we need to uh, keep our selves aware of the triggers that liju was talking about are these small little things as well and it's not it might not be blaring to us but we'll have to scan out and retrospect exactly what triggers us to go to a particular site or go to you know um, you know the perf- uh, a particular chat or you know those kind of things or skim through uh, whatever videos or you know those kind of things uh, but the 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 underlying thing is that as much as it is in our hands please understand that the companies that we deal with in terms of any kind of technology uh, relating to the web is light years ahead of what we are thinking now so every little data that they use okay can be used against us okay and we are actually letting them in into our lives monitoring everything we do this webcam is on right now it won't take a hacker about 2 or 3 minutes to hack into that there are companies which have mul- uh, multiple back doors uh, which they are later finding out after years where they have retrieved data user data right these these things happen on a everyday basis and it's even more common now post you know we have come into this uh, uh, you know a season of covid and things like that so uh, the companies as much as they're trying to beef up their security it's never going to be perfect there will be some breach somewhere same goes for our devices and our lives which are tied to those devices the more the anonymity that you have in on the web the better because you have a work get in do the work get out If, the more we linger on the more it pries into our you know life uh next yeah i'll hand it over to uh, charlie no so thanks uh, liju and joey so we are coming to the end of our uh, series which was a three part series and uh, and uh, we've uh, explained to you uh, we we first spoke about the gravity of the problem and how it cuts across uh, uh, cuts across all segments uh, in our church be it uh, boys girls married not married old people young people kids this is a problem that affects all because we are all sinners right yeah, uh, last week we again saw about how we have redemption in the cross and how christ has paid the price and how we have victory in jesus christ today we heard about some of the uh, practical steps that we can take to 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 um, uh, in in a in a walk towards purity but you know what having said all of this finally do you do you desire um, purity in your lives okay we, we can have we can have fantastic sessions we can we can we can do a lot of things but do we desire purity in our lives like last week jobin asked do we enjoy i mean i think we this i mean all these addictions we can blame 100 people but at the end of the day we are enjoying uh, evil and immoral things at the, that's that's at the heart of the problem right so so we should desire purity and i hope that everybody in this church is desirous of purity and you want to walk in purity you might be challenged today but for that uh, we have help at hand right like all the technology that is there um, the word of god is there you know all of these things are there at your disposal and you know what 
Um, the walk towards purity is also a community project, right? That is why God has ordained the church, right? Church is not this building that we come in, as nice as it is, that is not the church. The church is us. We all make the church. We all make up the church. So um, the church of God is like his body, right? And each, each part of the body needs to function optimally. So what we want to encourage everybody is that we are here for one another, right? It's one for all, all for one. And, 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 and we are here to, and, and you know, in Hebrews, there's a verse that talks about we spurring one another, right? We are supposed to learn from one another, push one another. There's another verse which speaks about iron sharpening iron. So we are in this together, right? No matter where you are in your struggle, you might be doing really bad, we understand. Um, you might be doing pretty okay, or you might be somewhere in the middle of the spectrum. But uh, we just want to assure you that, um, that you know, as we, we are in month two of this year, and we want to just tell you that uh, we are there to give you all the support and help that you need, uh, but then you have to be desirous of that, right? You need to know, you need to want to walk in purity because it is a command of God, right? He told us that be holy as I am holy. Be perfect as the Father in heaven is perfect. So it is, it, it, it is the Lord's command. It's not a suggestion. It's not a request. It is a command of God that we have to be holy. Now, the, now what we also want to offer to you is um, uh, we have uh, put together a set of names uh, from this church, uh, people who can be your purity companions, okay? Um, now, we are not going to tell you that, say, for example, say, I have a problem, right? We are not going to say that, okay, you work with this person. That's not the idea, right? And we also understand that there would be other people who are not in this list who might already be in touch with people and who are doing a great job in being purity companions uh, for, for some others. But right now we have a set of names. These people have gone through some elementary uh, orientation. Um, so they are going to be available to walk with you in, in your journey of purity, okay? They are not going to be judgmental. They are not going to put it on the prayer group saying this guy is struggling and you know <laughs> they're not going to WhatsApp each other. That's not the idea. Um, if you're requesting confidentiality, you can be assured that these people will maintain confidentiality, right? It is just going to be you and that person and that person is going to equip you and to help you pray with you, uh, walk alongside you. You know, if you look in the Bible, uh, we know the story of uh, Moses and Joshua, how they were a team. We have the story of Elijah and Elisha. Uh, how they were a team. So there are, there are, there are these uh, instances in the Bible as well where people came together to fulfill the work of God. So with that, uh, if we can go to the next slide. Yeah. So, so you know, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 4.9-10 says the two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and there's no one to help them up. But, you know, I just want to tell you that, uh, that in CBF, you will have someone to pick you up, okay? But just that, you know, you have to be open and you have to come forward and request us uh, and seek help. So these are the, uh, I'm not going through the names, but these are the list of brothers and sisters who have come forward and who have said that um, they're available to be of help to anybody who needs that help. And like I said, whoever you are comfortable with, right, you can, you can approach. Uh, it's for you to approach, and those of you who are listening to me on Zoom as well, you're seeing the screen, right? You have these names. Uh, whoever you think you're comfortable with, these brothers and sisters have agreed to be of help to you. So please make use of it. That's our request. Please. 
yeah, we will we will send this out to the groups as well. Uh, please make use of um, of this. And um, and uh, we just finished a camp which speaks about the renewal of our mind. Uh, so let's uh, let's very very prayerfully um, and, and and eagerly wait to see what the Lord has in store for us by the end of the year. Right. Uh, we hope that when we look back, spoke of the choices, Vijay again spoke of the choices, Brother Vijay spoke about the choices, right? We have the choice to make every day. So let's make the choice today if you're struggling, make the choice to walk in purity first and then make choices for all that we heard today and make a choice to have a purity companion as well so that, uh, so that uh, the Lord looks at us and the Lord is pleased. Okay? Any questions anyone has? Okay, people on Zoom, I hope it's all clear. Check, check. Uh, is there any additional comments uh, or maybe some of your experiences because we are ahead of time? Uh, just any comments or any thoughts in how, how, how it has helped people? Maybe when we are a bit more open also in the church, we get more confidence to say that I'm not looked down upon, but I, I'm really pushed to purity. Covenant Eyes has really helped me in my initial journey. Um, now, I, I mean, I've installed Kaspersky Kids for parents. Uh, many children today are exposed to uh, the age of seven, six and seven, because now they are uh, more online and they get exposed to this. Uh, and this is very important that parents, uh, if we can prevent, we can, yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Yeah, I, I think I, <clears throat> I just want to make one comment. It's not any stories or examples, um, but... Um, See, we talked about a lot of stuff, right? Uh, we talked about stuff from the Bible. We talked about technology. Uh, those are all good. But ultimately, you know, as, as Liju said, you know, you can cut your hands off and uh, still have, uh, have the problem, okay? It's about heart change and it's about renewal of the mind. So, so uh, part of what these folks will be doing is not just trying to help you to kick this porn problem or whatever the problem is that you have, but to help you on that journey of, you know, of, of replacing, like you said, you got to flee uh, from something and you got to pursue something else, right? It's about pursuing righteousness. So uh, if you don't do that, then, you know, you you at, at a greater risk of falling back into it, okay? So until you get transformed, like I think you said that, uh, you know, stuff that you used to watch yeah. with impunity a few years ago, today when you look at it, it, it revolts you, right? Um, I mean, I, I remember, Maybe I will use one example. So, you know, I travel in planes a lot until COVID came. Uh, and, uh, you know, these are 14, 15 hour flights and all that, you know, minimum nine hours. And of course you get bored. And so I do, I do watch a movie or two here and there. And normally I stick to historical stuff because I really like history. Uh, but occasionally, you know, I've been a little tempted to watch something that I've heard about, okay? And I remember there was one, there was a big superhero craze, right? Mm. Okay, superhero. And, uh, and so I kept hearing about this thing and, uh, and then some people were saying this thing is really bad, really bad and all this stuff. And uh, it was this uh, movie called Deadpool. Okay, now maybe some of you have seen Deadpool. Okay, I even heard about Deadpool from some people in the church and how they went to a theater and watched Deadpool. Okay, so I said, okay, what is this Deadpool thing? Okay, and I... Then they had, they have got about 500, 600 movies you can pick from. And I picked Deadpool just to see, okay, I'm just going to see what it is. And I turned it on and, uh, you know, the, the first scene is this guy comes and he jumps onto the car 
okay? And he starts saying stuff. And I heard about, you know, about four or five seconds of it, you know, and I was shocked. And I turned it off. I said, you know what, I can't, I can't watch another second of this thing. And is this what people in the church went to the theater to watch? I mean, this is absolutely revolting, you know? So to me, it's like if your mind is such that you can sit through something like that. I mean, like this is the opening scene, you know? If that's the case, what's the rest of it like? Maybe, I don't know, maybe the rest of it was perfectly clean, but somehow I doubt it. <laughs> but the, the point is that, you know, if your mind is such that you can actually go and sit through two hours or whatever of this thing, uh, then there's a problem with your mind. It's not about, you know, what you watch or what, I mean, putting technology or whatever, right? So you've got to renew your minds. I mean, uh, so, um, so yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think all these folks, they're all, you know, people who will, uh, who will help you to evaluate where you are spiritually or your walk with the Lord, you know, and it's the best antidote to this. It's like the vaccine, okay? Right? You know, you can do, I can take, I can put a mask, I can use uh, all this thing, right? Uh, I can stay six feet from you. Uh, I may still get COVID, right? Uh, but the vaccine, well, I assume the vaccine works, but <laughs> let's, let's, for the sake of this illustration, let's assume the vaccine works, okay? 99%, uh, yeah, <laughs> depending on which one you take. <laughs> Okay, but the vaccine vaccinates you. It's, it's in your system so that when that thing comes, I mean, how does the vaccine work, right? It, uh, some of them actually, they, they create antibodies that, that, you know, so that's what the word of God is and, and your mind, you know, when you infuse the word of God and prayer and, and your mind changes, then that's like the vaccine. It'll, it'll just shove that virus out, okay, the moment it hits. That's where we need to get to if we want to conquer this problem, right? These are all, you know, the technology stuff is tools to take care of the triggers and sort of protect us. It's like putting on the mask, okay? It's like, you know, keeping social distance, right? It, there's no guarantee it's going to, um, you know, you may still get it. You still wonder, like a lot of people get there, like, I don't know who I talked to, I don't know, you know, I never shook anybody's hand, but I still got it, right? So, um, so yeah, so we have to change our minds, okay? I, I, that's just the point I want. Just one or two things that I wanted to add is, uh, one, it is uh, a daily walk, right? So it's not as if, uh, you know, anyone can say that, uh, okay, you know, I've taken a choice, I've cut it off, and, you know, I'm, I'm never going to go back to it again, right? So it is a daily choice. Um, people could have been, uh, you know, perhaps never exposed to or, or never made any of those choices ever in their life, and yet you know, be at a risk given the amount of content that is being pushed at us. So even without uh, seeking for, uh, for immoral or impure content, uh, it is coming at us, right? So uh, it's a matter of how do we make those choices daily. And uh, just like in any other area in our walk with the Lord, uh, if we fall, we still have the choice to go back and rise up again with the strength of the Lord and with you know, people who are supporting us uh, to make the right choice the next day, right? So that we don't end up feeling that, oh, I've fallen once now, uh, now I've gone back to it and there is, you know, no way back. So, so that's one of the things that I wanted to share, that it is a daily choice. Um, so let us not, you know, let none of us feel that we are 
um, invincible in this area. Just because, you know, we've never ever done it before or we've, we've never, um, or, or, you know, we've kind of, it's, it's happened in the past and we've moved on. Uh, you know, let's not feel that we are invincible. That's because it's going to be a daily walk and a daily choice. And just because we've fallen one day, let's not feel that the next day is also going to be the same. We still have a choice uh, to make the next day. So that's one, one of the things that I wanted to share. The other is that um, uh, let's also not only think of uh, the most extreme nature of, uh, of impurity or impure content as the only problem. Right? Everything else is because God looks at our heart. Right? So I think we spoke about it, but I just want to re-emphasize the fact that anything, and it would be different things for different people at different ages and by gender, anything that triggers an impure thought in our heart, right? any form of content or any form of exposure that triggers an impure thought in our heart. And for some, it could be maybe just I mean, like, like Lidja was sharing, uh, and we were talking about it uh, earlier, friends, uh, if you were to just speak about it, like, you know, from f content form, doesn't actually have any indecent exposure, if I were, if I were to put it like that, right? It's, it's considered to be clean. But the fact that it is suggesting that, that there are things happening can sometimes trigger a lot of thoughts uh, in our minds, and, and that can cause us to sin in our hearts, right? So if you were to just not just think about the most extreme form and start thinking about what are the things that are triggering any form of impure desire in my heart and making me then, you know, want that and making me start, you know, imagining that and get into a world which for the Lord is clearly unholy and impure, right? So uh, again, like I said, for different age groups, for different... Uh, Genders, it could be different. You know, maybe for maybe for women, it's it's just a book, right? Uh, and the rest of the book is quite fine. And you know, we we were talking about um, you know maybe romantic novels, and you know there are those uh, mills and boons of the world. Uh, or sometimes you know it could be nice spacey, you know, Jeffrey Archers or Sydney Sheldon's, where everything else is you know oh this is a great plot. You know, I'm really enjoying this. Uh, but then you've got, you know, those one or two things there and that just takes your mind to a different place. So, um, so yeah, so let's think about not just, okay, I don't have a problem because I don't have a pawn problem, right? Uh, but do we have an impurity problem or, or are there things even once in a while which are taking our thoughts um, and, and, you know, what are those triggers? If you were to think of that, maybe the, um, maybe the actions that we will take, you know, will be very, very different, uh, and we will stay away. And as, as, an, you know, as we start staying away from those even smaller triggers, uh, that will move us uh, you know, further ahead in our journey of staying pure, uh, as the Lord would want us to. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. So before we close, I just want to thank uh, Jerry and Liju and uh, Joey and Jobin, uh, the people who work behind uh, you know, to put this all together. So thank you, thank you for that. And, um, and yeah, so we can pray and close. And like I said, uh, like we all said, um, 
you know, let's strive for purity. And, and maybe I'll just close with one example. In the camp uh, three years back when Nate uh, was at a camp, he spoke about his example. He said that if that wall is the wall of holiness and if this is the wall of sin, sometimes we're very happy standing in the middle, right? We like to ensure that we have not crossed the line. But that shouldn't be the attitude. The attitude should be to pursue holiness, not to just somehow avoid sin, but it is to pursue holiness, pursue Christ, right? He is all that we have to desire and, uh, and, and, and long for, okay? So we'll pray. Ajit, can you come and pray? Close. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this time as we come in your presence once again. Thank you for the reminder, Lord, uh, that, uh, uh, that we have we were created in sin, Lord, that we have fallen, Lord. We have a fallen nature, Lord. We pray that, uh, uh, that in the days to come, you will help us uh, be pure, Lord. Thank you for this session that we could attend and we could hear and be encouraged and we practice in our day-to-day -day life. We pray that you will enable each one of us, you will enable this church to be pure and uh, a church that seeks uh, your holiness, Lord. We ask all this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.